0: Hi, welcome to the Bookish Life Podcast. I'm Sarah Putman, owner of Bookish.
1: And I'm Phil Blackburn, not the owner of no. Bookish, but a pastor at First Presbyterian Church. Yeah. Don't turn off. We're not talking about religion if that's not your thing well, today. We're talking about books. Never
0: know what we're going to talk about. Really. That's right.
1: Could be anything, although we do have something of a plan. Yes, Sarah. we do
0: have a plan. Um, but yes, we're going to be heavily book focused today. Um, yeah, so, so what are we doing here, Phil? We're just here to talk about books?
1: Well, we like each other. Mm-hmm. We like to talk about books. Yep, that's usually and all we do. that's usually all we do. And so we thought we would talk about books with you guys uh, and see if you enjoy that, because we have a really nice reading community here in Fort Smith, I think.
0: We really do, and that's how Phil and I met through the bookstore, and um, we've kind of been friends ever since, mm-hmm. what, August 2018 when yep. you walked in the door? Yep,
1: yep.
0: Um, and we read very different things, too, which mm-hmm. as um, a small book, bookstore owner, I think that's really important is to see what other people like to read, kind of lets me read what I want to read. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> and then I can build my, you know, selection right. based on what you like.
1: That's, right. There's, that's <laughs> right. There's so many books, so many different readers, mm-hmm. people read differently. That was one of the things before we get too far going about my reading life. It helped me so much when I gave myself permission to just like what I like Mm -hmm. instead of liking what I felt like I was supposed to like. Sure. I think that is a lot of pressure. It's like finding your voice as a writer. You have to find your voice as a reader.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of it's even finding out who you are as a person Mm -hmm. because, you know, we've talked about how our reading life kind of ebbs and flows, and sometimes we read things that are maybe high literary. Mm art, and sometimes not so much, but it's kind of what we need in the mm-hmm. moment. And, um, you know, whenever I would teach kids how to sort of build this reading life, it was, they were just flabbergasted mm-hmm. when I said, you don't have to finish mm-hmm. that book. If you mm-hmm. don't like it, don't mm-hmm. read it. There's so many great mm-hmm. books out there for you to read. So um, don't waste your time that's on right. you don't like, unless it's an assignment, then you must, but <laughs>
1: that's a whole other yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I wax and weigh in on Oprah. But one of the best things I ever heard Oprah say mm-hmm. was, "If at a hundred pages it's not blowing your hair back, start something new."
0: Yeah, <laughs> did it blow all your hair back, Phil?
1: It's all gone now. <laughs> so I've read a lot of great things, apparently, because yeah, it blew okay. all my hair away.
0: <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about what we're currently reading. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I wasn't—I'm going to be reading what I'm reading now for a very long time. So I will reference that okay. next week. Um, and I've forgotten the full title of what I just re- what I just finished, but it was Tom Parada's new book. Um, it's a sequel to his book, Election. Okay. And it's the name of the character, and I've forgotten. I'll look it up. Tracy Flick. Tracy okay. Flick Can't Win. Oh, That's yeah. the title of the okay. book. And I'm a big Tom Parada guy. Mm-hmm. If you've never read Parada, you may have seen TV shows based on his stuff. The Leftovers, which was very popular mm-hmm. on HBO, was based on one of his books. And uh, Tracy Flick Can't Win... Um, like I said, was the sequel to Election. That was a movie with Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick. Did you ever see that one? Oh,
0: I did, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's Tom Parada. Okay. So this is the Reese Witherspoon character
0: uh-huh.
1: um, as a 40-year-old. Well, nice. So anyway, I don't know how I felt. I haven't processed it, really, mm-hmm. so I don't have great wisdom. I would say if you like Tom Parada, you can read it. He's very accessible, but he plays, like as a pastor, he plays with some interesting themes. Mm-hmm hence the title of the book, Election. Mm-hmm. Um, the Leftovers is about a rapture-like yeah. event. Um, so,
0: Did you watch The Leftovers? No, I only read
1: it. Okay. I just so, watched the first
0: little bit. I never finished
1: it. Yeah, I started it and didn't finish either, so we're apparently the outliers in this area because okay. it was really popular. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it's about a woman who's reached midlife who was always a super achiever um, and somehow, as the title uh, suggests, just can't ever seem to get ahead. In this uh, situation, she's the assistant principal at a school. The principal's retiring, um, and she wants the job. And uh, needless to say, things don't go smoothly. So it's an interesting study, uh, I think, in what it means to achieve, maybe, in our society. Prada's obviously male, but he's writing from a female perspective Mm -hmm. here, or with great sensitivity to the woman's perspective. Although that's coming from a man. I'll be the judge of that. Yeah, right. As a woman <laughs> who's been in academia, you you yeah, might have a different perspective sure. on his take on her uh, her life. And I don't want to say too much about it because if you do read it, there's stuff that shouldn't be spoiled. Cool. But, I mean, if you like and, – and like I said, his stuff is very accessible. Mm-hmm. So it's the sort of thing where if you're out of practice or want something for summer, you can read it. There's going to be enough meat on the bone if you need a little bit, but it's going to be very sure. easy to get into. Yeah. So that's oh, what great. that's what I, I read last. What are you reading?
0: Oh, man, I just finished, like, three books. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is always really hard for me because a lot of times I'm reading for something in the future, and I always feel like I'm going to spoil that future thing <laughs> if I talk about mm-hmm. it. But I, that's just what I've been reading, so I'm going to have to discuss it. But I have to talk about Geraldine Brooks mm-hmm. and her new book, Horse. Have you heard of this? No. Um, her husband, her, his name has left me, but he was a Pulitzer Prize-winning um, history, um, author, Tom something. Anyway, he just passed Mm -hmm. away recently. Um, and so, and I heard an interview with her and she talked about how this was kind of a love letter to him because it's civil war era. Um, but it's essentially about horse racing. Mm -hmm. Um, and she follows the story of Lexington, which was like the, um, winningest American thoroughbred Mm -hmm. horse in history Well, in 2010, they found Lexington's bones in the Smithsonian. Really, (laughs) and so um, in the attic, like.
1: So that's real. That's not. So that's real.
0: I did so much googling after I read this book, and um, I'm planning a trip to the American Museum of the Horse in Mm -hmm, Lexington mm -hmm. because I've got to see these bones. Um, But it was a fascinating story. But um, so talking about perspective, Geraldine Brooks is an Australian author, and she had to talk about this through um, you, you couldn't talk about horse racing pre-civil war without talking about race mm. because all of the winners were mm-hmm. had black trainers and mm-hmm. black rumors um, and so we sort of got to go back and forth between mm-hmm. this modern day Australians mm-hmm. and scientist mm-hmm. who finds these bones and mm-hmm. is sort of uncovering the mystery of Lexington to uh, pre-civil war with Jared who is the Trainer for Lexington, um, and it's just beautifully mm-hmm. written. Um, there are so many times when I was like, oh, "Something really bad's about to happen."
1: So, is it a hybrid kind of fiction, nonfiction? Is it's it? Definitely is it like historical? historical fiction. Okay. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, and and you know, talking about perspective again, using that lens of these modern scientists. There's another character named Theo who is an art history major. He's Nigerian, um, so he's black as well, and he and um, Jess, who's the other main character, um, kind of connect and solve this mystery together. So he finds a piece of art, um, which I, I love, mm-hmm. art threads throughout books. So it was just a whole lot going on. You can tell it was very well-researched. Um, I learned a ton, not only about, you know, racing, but I don't know, just mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. at that time. Um, so anyway, I, I loved, loved, loved it. It's one of my favorite books of the year, I think. Um, Right Under Two Paradise.
1: Horse. Horse. Geraldine Brooks. Geraldine Brooks. What was she famous for? I know her name. What's like her kind of like...
0: Okay. She won a Pulitzer Prize as well.
1: I mean, who hasn't though, really?
0: I mean, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Outside of this room. Um,
0: let me look. I'm going to look it up real quick. Because she did March, mm-hmm. and that's what won, I think, her Pulitzer. And then Year of Wonders, I think, was okay. her big one. Okay.
1: Yeah. So I have a question for you because mm-hmm. you've mentioned a couple times with this book that you've learned a lot. Yeah. how How do you approach like learning and reading? Like, do you intentionally read to learn, or is it like a happy thing when you're like, I'm enjoying this book and I'm. How does learning
0: oh, in a
1: book relate to your enjoyment of a book?
0: Really good question. So I was thinking about this earlier. We talked about um, the other book. Um, what did I? That title just left my mind too that I posted about masculinity, toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. Let me get that title real quick. Um, So I was For the Love of Men Mm -hmm. by Liz Plank. Um, And so that's nonfiction. Mm -hmm. And I read a few chapters of that and I was like, oh, I'm learning a Mm -hmm. lot. But with that learning, I'm constantly worried about the sources. And her angle Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But with fiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And so I can just kind of immerse myself in the story. Um, and I learned things like, um, well, first of all, I just had no idea how much is um, probably not the right word, but how much leeway some of these black trainers mm-hmm. had because they were making a ton mm-hmm. of money mm-hmm. for these white folk and just, you know, it's just another industry that we took and took and took Mm -hmm. until we couldn't take anymore Mm -hmm. um i also love animals yes um and so i just kind of liked hearing about like the bonds between Mm -hmm. horses and their trainers and sort of what that was like Uh, you know whenever they use like jargon Mm -hmm. i feel like oh i'm learning Mm -hmm. what what that is Mm -hmm. so that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. i don't have to worry so much about whether or not it's accurate or not. And
1: what's the slant? Feels, like, what information are you not giving me? Yeah, like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. All I
0: need to know is what's going to help, you know, help me understand these characters and mm-hmm. help me understand, you know, their motivations, and I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. whether, you know, because there was, I mean, there's definitely some race stuff happening, mm-hmm. and I did go, ping, 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 there's some race stuff happening, and this yeah. is not a black person writing, yeah, but it, through that mm-hmm. lens, it sort of made it mm-hmm. more acceptable,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. But, well,
1: yeah, and it's like, you know, I don't know how many black authors are trying to write books about horses, you know I mean, I think they it it like it's an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. we don't need to get into it today, but yeah. it's happening. you've told me about it in the literary world. Mm-hmm. Of who can write about what now sure yeah. um but it's such an important i don't know it's it's a complicated question for sure
0: well, and I just think if you're an an avid reader and you pay attention to who's telling the story mm-hmm. I mean that's just like. Reading 101, yeah. <laughs> like who's the author and what's their yeah. purpose, right? Um, and and there wasn't anything malicious in mm-hmm. the story that Geraldine Brooks was telling mm-hmm. here, um, but I mean clearly she couldn't write about horse racing mm-hmm. in the 1850s without yeah. bringing in
1: white right. characters. It right. just
0: that wouldn't have been authentic either. Mm-hmm. So um, I loved it very much. Okay, we'll so talk about the other books though because we're already running out of time. We'll thumbs up, up for horse
1: later. and a pretty. I would say, I would I would I would commend Tracy Flick. Sure. I think it's Tracy. Boy, I'm. I'm gonna feel bad if I gave you all the wrong name. We were clearly well prepared. Well, that I was right for uh for week one. I
0: always feel like I'm prepared, and then whenever I'm in front of the I microphone, know. my brain goes.
1: Okay. It's like I read and read yeah, and read, and then pe- right. is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And then people say, "What have you been reading?" And my mind goes blank. I'm yeah. like, I've been waiting for a year for somebody <laughs> to ask me this question. <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, so uh, one of the things that we thought might be fun is to read um, a passage from a book that we have read that we thought was interesting or nice or funny or something like that. So I've picked one for today.
0: Perfect.
1: And it is from, um, a book by Colin Thubron, 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 T-H-U-B-R-O-N, Thubron, you Mm -hmm. think? Colin Thubron. It's called The Amur River Between Russia and China. It is nonfiction. Uh, LeBron is a travel writer, he's, and by the time he's written this, he is quite aged. Uh, he makes this journey along the Amur River um, all the way through Central Asia to the Pacific Ocean um, as an 80-year-old. Oh, wow. Um, and it's a brilliant book. It made me want to read other things that he has written mm-hmm. because I am not going to travel to the Amur sure, River. let
0: him do that for Let us. him do
1: it. Um, and certainly now, since it's a lot <laughs> of it shares a border with Russia, Phil Blackburn is not making this trip, yeah. but there was a passage that had nothing to do really with traveling where he wrote about his marriage, Ooh. and I thought it was one of the best passages I've ever read about a marriage. So this is nonfiction okay. that he is writing. So he's talking about his companion and guide, Monk. here, so that's the only other name I think you need. I've borrowed Botmonk's satellite phone, our only contact with the outside world that cannot help us, and I call my wife in London to say that all is well except for the heavy swamps. There comes the searchlight of her voice. Why do I sound strange? Something has happened. Yes, I've had a couple of falls, but luckily I didn't break my glasses. She laughs. Is this the bad phone connection? You seem far away. Something to do with the satellite orbit. I must be sounding sad because she insists, don't think of me until you come home. Her voice carries a low, delayed echo. Think of your journey. The roses are blooming in our garden, she says, and will last into winter. So I loved, loved, loved this passage because this is a long marriage. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating is the way that he captures what's said and what's unsaid and how they communicate with each other. Mm He is injured when he writes this. Um, I think he may have broken a rib, oh. um, if I recall correctly. He's so he's lying because he doesn't want to worry his wife. Worry but she knows. And,
0: yeah. And she doesn't want him to worry and about And
1: she that. doesn't want him to worry about that and doesn't want him to think about her. Mm-hmm. And we can imagine she is probably not 25 years old, right. we're going to assume. Um, think about your journey. Don't think about me. Yeah the flowers yeah, in the garden that, are blooming the
0: searchlight of her voice yes this, oh, yes beautiful. it's such a great
1: like she knew how to probe without
0: yeah
1: i mean you think of all the things in this conversation that are said and are unsaid the relationship that they testify to mm-hmm. i just thought it was a lovely lovely passage about what a beautiful marriage looks like we always think of weddings we hardly ever think of marriages mm-hmm. um
0: especially ones that have you know stood the test of time yes Oh, I yes. like that. Does he talk so, about her more throughout? No, that's, that's the only it. that's no.
1: it. That he's could like, be Okay, I'll forget yeah, about Yeah, That's you right. <laughs> I mean, that was the conversation. I don't mm-hmm. I don't recall another time unless mm-hmm. she's mentioned offhand. Right. Um, but you know, he's not anyway. pining for her. He's not. Question. No, he's but not. anyway, but that last bit, the roses are blooming in our garden, she says, and will last into winter, which is when he'll be home. Yeah. So anyway,
0: how does she get her roses to last that long?
1: <sighs> Who knows. She's British. These people <laughs>
0: And their they're magic. They're
1: magical. Yeah, uh, those thumbs are so green. Anyway, so that's oh, my that's, passage for this thank week.
0: Thank you for sharing. That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: And I Good. wanted to speak up for marriage because I feel like marriage and, and we can even put it into long term relationships if sure. we want to. Yeah. Uh, don't always get the best yeah. treatment. So anyway,
0: often overlooked.
1: So that they puts the feel, They order. don't
0: sound very, exci- they're not very glamorous.
1: They're not glamorous, sense. right? Yeah. Often they're punchlines or the source mm-hmm. of, in novels, they're often the yeah. source of tension sure. or conflict. Um, and so it was nice to yeah, find that there.
0: I did. I liked that very much. All right, so I guess we'll talk next about stuff that's coming out in the coming week. Yeah, what do we need to be buying? I'm excited about. Um, and I hope I get better at this mm-hmm. as we go along because, you know, there's just a million books mm-hmm. in the book world every Tuesday is new release day Mm -hmm. so you have new books coming out every single Tuesday
1: do you have new books every Tuesday like every Tuesday I try I
0: don't I'm not always sometimes things Mm -hmm. just don't speak to me Mm -hmm. Um, and you know we don't but um, yeah we try to have something new every single Tuesday Um, but it you know I have to think not just about what I want Mm -hmm. but what other people would enjoy so um, I'm just going to do a few here but the first one is super exciting to me Mm -hmm. intriguing um, because the author is writing with a pseudonym. I have no idea who it is. Mm. Um, that hasn't leaked yet. I looked all over today to see if I could find a, a leak, and I couldn't. But it's supposed to be a New York Times bestselling author.
1: Yeah? Um, it's not Nora Roberts writing as J.D. Robb? It J. D. Rob. probably
0: is, no. Okay. But it's, a, it's somebody writing as Rebecca Murrow. Okay. Um, and the book is called Corinne.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's the story of Corinne Callahan um, and her f- friend, very close, intimate friend Enoch, Um, who kind of grow up together and they're going to a fundamentalist church. Mm -hmm. Well, through a series of events she kind of gets ostracized from the church um, and kind of lives this secular life. They reconnect about 13 years later Mm -hmm. and they it sounds like they're connected, like they still care very much about each other, but because of Enoch still being in the church, they're not able to really connect Mm -hmm. so um i just think that's kind of an interesting plot line
1: yeah Um, i always get super scared i will fully disclose when people write about religion these days because typically it's like marriage it's not gonna (laughs) it's not gonna look good in the book
0: well everything that um i read so far because i haven't read it yet i didn't realize it was coming out until i got ready for this podcast, but they compared it to like Romeo and Juliet. Like that's okay, true. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I think it would be interesting to sort of see what and this church sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, so we'll see how it goes. But um the cover's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guarantee it's probably a pretty darn good read. Okay.
1: So That's one to look for, for yeah. sure. So that's
0: Corinne. And that comes out next Tuesday on mm. the 12th. So okay. a star-crossed
1: lover's mixed with fundamentalist religion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great.
0: So if, if you have a beef with religion, read this. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. What else do I have here? Because um, I have a lot. Oh, I'm really excited. This is a Sarah book. Okay. Through and through. Ready? It's called Groupies uh-huh. by Sarah Priscus. And it's the story of groupies in the 70s <laughs> right so you follow one her name is Fawn Novak mm-hmm. um, but it looks like it like she's a college dropout mm-hmm. and she's like on tour with all mm-hmm. these bands but rather than being like the band the focus mm-hmm. it's sort of the sisterhood mm-hmm. between these women who travel with all these bands and um, so I just thought that sounded really fun. Mm-hmm. And again, another beautiful cover. And that's
1: nonfiction. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is it? No, that's fiction. It's fiction? That's fiction? Okay. Yeah, no, it's not nonfiction. But uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, that's a book that I talk about all mm-hmm. the time. And there was another book that came out a couple, maybe last summer, called Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. But anything in the 60s or 70s, I'm down for that.
1: That's mm-hmm. my era. Yeah. Yep. So, yep.
0: Um, it looks really fun. Um, oh, and the author of, of Mary Jane, Jessica Anya Blau um gave it a blurb oh there you you go go. um there's a memoir that i thought looked really good by erica sanchez called crying in the bathroom um and i'm just going to read this um growing up as a daughter of mexican immigrants in chicago in the 90s erica sanchez was a self-described pariah misfit and disappointment a foul-mouthed melancholic rabble rouser who painted her nails black but also loved comedy um, often laughing so hard with her friends that she had to leave her school classroom. 25 years later, she's now an award-winning novelist, poet, and essayist, but she's still got an impressionable, impressible mm. laugh and acerbic wit. Mm, yes, Like what, what is that? Yeah, biting. Okay. And singular powers of perception about the world around her. So again, I like essays, yeah. especially in the summer. They're yeah. nice and short. Yeah. You can read one, you're done. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of funny, mm-hmm. but also probably Profound in yeah. lots of ways. So um, that's Crying in the Bathroom mm-hmm. by Erica Sanchez. So those are three books that I'm excited about. Those all it's sound pretty interesting. Yep. Yeah, nothing really for you, but no. I'll try harder next time.
1: Although the the groupy one sounds pretty fun.
0: Actually, this one, I hope I didn't mix these up. I do have one that I thought of you, and it's yes. another travel book. Oh, yeah.
1: Love it's good It's called The Hero's Way. Mm-hmm.
0: And I meant to look up these pronunciations because they're Italian. Walking with, uh, Gar- is it Garibaldi? From sure. Rome to Ravenna? So this is, so Giuseppe Garibaldi mm-hmm. in the 1849, 1850s mm-hmm. or whatever was, had to, he was a revolutionary and he had to like mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. you know about this?
1: I mean, yeah. Okay. Sort of.
0: Anyway, so he has on, the, he's got this great big long journey. Well, this guy, uh, Tim Parks, mm-hmm. along with his partner, oh, he's, Garibaldi's with his wife. He's just okay. pregnant with, yep. along this journey. So Tim Parks and his partner, um, Eleonora, followed the same path. Mm-hmm. And similar to your book, kind of just sort of document all the places. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we went through the mountain range and all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and it just sort of provides this portrait of Italy then and now with observations of Italian life, landscape, politics, oh. and people. Yeah. So.
1: No, I think that's a winner.
0: That'd be a good Stimson Stories mm-hmm. book, too, because there's all kinds oh, of Oh, wine. wine. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, but. and you could also uh, pair it with truffles.
0: yeah let me go get some truffles some
1: some black truffles
0: (laughs) but yeah those are the books for next week that Mm -hmm. i'm
1: excited about great all right so we'll be looking for those uh next time we're in the store
0: yeah please do
1: any events that we need to know about
0: so much going on right now Mm -hmm. we're wrapping up our um sort of kids camp we Mm -hmm. do the one of those in july um our friends Shannon stoddard leads those Mm -hmm. this week we're focusing on pete the cat books and we have all kinds of fun activities and snacks and songs and dancing Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. That happens every day this week at 11 through Saturday. And we do have our stems and stories event, um, happening the 22nd of this month. If you don't know what that is, it's a wine and book Mm -hmm. pairing. And we work with a local sommelier, Mark Burnett, who pairs books that I read with wines. Um, we also have a couple of author events. Um, Effie Joe stock will be in the store on the 16th and I'm missing somebody else, but we have another. Well, we have a special story time on the 16th okay. as well with a local author. Oh, her name is Patty Ferris, and she wrote a sweet little children's book called um, I Choose Happy. So it's really cute.
1: Who wants to choose happy? I mean. Children.
0: Yeah, most people. <laughs> that's right, <everybody>. Most people. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what's going on in the coming weeks here. Awesome.
1: Well, we're going to try this for a while, and uh, we're going to see you once a week, probably Thursdays or Fridays, Mm -hmm. Uh, and we're going to talk about what we've been reading and what's coming out, and we're going to bring a passage for you, uh, and hopefully it'll be fun. We'll enjoy it at the very least. I mean,
0: we're going to be doing it anyway. That's
1: right, so you might as well enjoy it too. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, Th- thanks. Thanks for
1: listening, everybody. Yeah. And where can they so find you on Facebook? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram. TikTok, Twitter, TikTok. Everywhere. You
0: can find me everywhere. I'm not very good at TikTok, but I'm hoping to get better. Um, or downtown of the bakery district.
1: Live and in person.
0: Live and in person, most days. All right,
1: All right. see you next week, everybody.
0: Bye.